Five years SCD and the water cooler here on today's Fedna Babble. Welcome to the Federal Babble, where we demystify your federal benefits and help them to be understandable for humans in under 20 minutes. Yes, I love that. Demystify. That is exactly what it is, because we take your questions and we take real life people's questions, not questions as we just make up. As, as you will see in today's Fed and Babble episode, <laughs> what? One of the, this is a real life, this is not a question we would ever ask, but it's a question that obviously is asked because it was asked. So we will, we're going to save that for the last question. So you got to stick around for that. So let's do question number one, Cassie. How long do I have to have Blue Cross in order to take it into retirement? Okay, I think this is a really, really simple uh, question. It's five years. And it's not just Blue Cross, though. Right. Let me be very clear. Like, it's five years for FEHB. Period. No matter which plan you're in, right. in FEHB, it doesn't right. matter. Now, I'm going to get a little bit more complicated here in, in answering this question, just because the answer is five years. Yeah, I'm done, right? But let's also throw a couple examples in here. Um, one person came in, and I'm going to let you answer this. I know the answer to this, but I want to see if you have the right answer. <laughs> no, just kidding. Test some, me, Kevin. I, I know. It's kind of like saying, you know, I have a friend. I'm asking for a friend. No, we, we really know what's going on. Um, so this is this is what happened. Someone came in and said, I used to work for the federal government. And I had FEHB then. And I quit. And I've come back for two years so that I can get my federal, so I can get federal benefits again. And, mm -hmm. and he said, does that work? Or do I have to go back or do I have to work another five years before I retire or just is two years okay? What say ye, Cassie? So as long as they sign up for FEHB and Fagley or whatever benefit that they want to keep in retirement within 60 days of being rehired, then if they were only there for two years and they had it, the three years before they separated the first time, then yes, yeah. all of that time right. can, can just combine into that five-year um, requirement and it will be continuous as if there was no break in service. Right. So that's right. my answer. Yep. No, no. I, I, I mean, people come in, <laughs> I'll, I'll hear that and say, oh, you know, I was thinking about this, but I'd have to work another five years. And mm, actually, no, you don't. Um, I get that question all the time from advisors, and I'm just screenshotting the OPM um, rule about that so they understand exactly how that works and they can really, you know, be help the employee feel confident that they're getting the best advice. You know, it's coming straight from OPM. Um, these are questions that we get all the time yeah. where people just don't quite understand how they work correctly, and we've, you know, are giving those. Uh, regulations and rules back straight from the horse's mouth so that way they can um, really be confident in you know what they're doing moving forward yeah I hear so it's this question or other questions like this that I hear all the time of people they'll come to the workshop that I do 
and then they'll learn, they'll go be all excited, then they'll go to HR and they'll say, hey, HR, I can do this. And they'll say, no, you can't. And they yeah. say, wait, wait, I learned that you can. No, you can't. And then they're stuck in the middle because what do you do? You, you fight HR with that. And so that, this is a great example of come back and then, yeah, Cassie, you can go and screenshot and send it to that federal employee for them to give to their HR person and yep. say, no, actually, you can. Yep, whether it's a screenshot of the rules or we're giving them a letter or, yep. you know, what have you. We are, our whole goal at Fed Options is to make sure that under, that people understand their options and that they can move forward with that planning process from a solid foundation of knowledge. And that's why we help our advisors the way that we do and, and really make sure that they look like rock stars and and yeah. to that employee. And, and sometimes they can be their hero, depending on, on how much financial help they can give them. And, you know, I see this a lot where advisors are coming back like, oh my gosh, um, HR was wrong. And, you know, Cassie was able to give us that information to really give the employee uh, the best foot forward for the retirement plan. And it happens more often than I like to admit. Um, however, this, just know that uh, there is solid information out there. You can um, make sure that you're doing this correctly. And that's what we want to make sure people can do and encourage them to do that. Yeah. And I, I want to make sure that everyone understands that Cassie and I are not anti-HR at all. No. HR has a really difficult spot because most HR people that deal with benefits, retirement benefits, are wearing other hats and they are inundated. Plus, their last, the last time they updated their Bible of HR benefits was like in 1998 or something stupid crazy like that. I, I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was about then. And so... Yeah. They're in, they're in a really hard spot. Yeah, and it's not always easy to find these answers. You really have to know where to go to get them. And, you know, they're not um, – they're only able to give you answers on what they know. Right. Right. And so if they're unsure, a lot of times they'll just say, well, no, that's not how that works. Right. Um, but they're not digging in, you know, quite frankly, because they probably don't have time. Right. Right? That's exactly right. And so, um, but let's get them to a point where they really understand what what is true and correct, so that way in the future, if they have another employee that they need to help, they can give them the right answer. Yeah. And so, you know, I feel blessed to be able to um, help HR really to make sure that they have that that solid information, and um, you know, they can they can help the employee in the best way possible. Yeah. We have HR people come to my workshop all the time to learn about the benefits so they can help federal employees. It happens all the time. And I remember the, uh, two H, uh, two women who came in who worked for HR for whatever, I don't remember what agency they mm -hmm. specifically said, we're coming here to learn this so we can go back and teach people, teach other HR people. <laughs> and, and, and I'm, and you and I, we are happy to do that. The more yeah. correct information that can be out there, because as, as we'll see in the last question today, there's a lot of water cooler talk. And even those who are in HR go by water cooler talk sometimes. Right. 
Uh, that's all they have to go off. Some I, I don't want to say all they have to go off, but they, you know, when they try to get the extra information, that's all they have to go off. Well, especially like if they only have the um, the F uh, not FEHB, but the Federal Employee Handbook, right? Or the Fagley Handbook or the FEHB Handbook, and they don't have these other um, sites for Social Security and and you know, different things like that to really make sure that they're getting the most up-to-date information, then maybe they're looking at, you know, uh, a book or something where maybe that used to be the case, but it's not anymore. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things where you have to look into the um, BALs and sometimes even the um, the codes uh, or, right. you know, CFRs, sorry. Um, so that way people are getting the most accurate information on what the law says and um, how that pertains to the federal employee. Yeah, because so, if, HR, if HR says do this and you go do that, but they didn't get the latest updated information, mm-hmm. that that's going to hurt a retirement. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Okay, so that's that's number one. Number two, SCD, service comp date. Does this determine my years of service? Hmm. You know? Let's say you I say it depends. (laughs) Well, it depends on – let me expand this question a little bit. SCD, does this determine my years of service for what? If it's for if it's for your um, annual leave, then yeah. But if it's for your retirement, no. Oddly enough, um, okay. Right. So your SCD may or may not match what. See, your SCD comes from HR, correct? Um. Okay, so let me backtrack a little okay. bit. Okay. <laughs> okay, go for it. It depends on which SCD they're talking about. Okay, good. All right. There, yeah, I guess there's another consideration leave? too, right? Yeah, the leave SCD yep. or the retirement SCD. Right. Because those can be completely different. Right. Okay, the leave SCD determines whether, you know, what the um, annual and sick leave amounts are and can be, Right. And then we have the retirement SCD. That's going to be how to calculate your pension, what they use to calculate the pension. And those can be two separate dates, depending on if there was temporary service or seasonal service or what have you, that maybe deductions were not taken, um, whether or not there was refunded service um, and a deposit or redeposit has not been paid. And also if there's military service in which somebody may or may not be uh, making a deposit for that. So, okay. And whether or not they caught that other pieces of service. There and you are, go. Yeah. Right? right. And have the correct SCD. There you go. Leave SCD or retirement SCD to begin with. And that's, that's what I was getting to is that okay. I, I've heard stories over and over again of people who have their SCD, but they know it's wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's because maybe they bounce from one agency to another and they're and they're in the third agency and one agency, the the HR didn't get the update that they actually worked in that one. Or one lady I remember worked in Turkey for seven years and her SCD didn't reflect that. And so 
Yep. You have to go to OPM because it's not it's not HR that's really going to figure out what your pension is going to be. It's OPM. And if OPM has one set of numbers and SCD has another set of numbers and a federal employee is basing all of their information off the SCD, then what OPM is going to go off of is what they have. And, right. and if those don't match up, we've got a little bit of a problem here. Yeah, and this is a prime example of what can cause a retirement application to be delayed. Yes. Oh, my right? goodness. Like these, these little nuances are why it takes so long for OPM to finalize retirement applications and to make sure that they're correct. And this is why we strongly encourage um, people to get their SF50s a copy of all of their SF50s prior to retirement as soon as possible. Just, you know, it doesn't matter how early or late you are in service, you know, of your career, just get them and keep yeah. them on a flash drive or something to where you have those copies available for your records and look at them, right? Make sure that they're accurate. If they're not, fill out the certified summary of service. Let's find out what HR is looking at and let's go on OPM site and, and do a determination there and see what they have for you. Look at your EOPF and make sure that the EOPF, the certified summary of service and the SF50s all match together because if they don't, you've got a big problem. Yep, absolutely. Something's wrong and we got to figure out what that is and how to fix it. And that could take time. Yeah, we've got to figure that out now. There was a, there was a gentleman who came into one of my workshops who mentioned that he noticed that his SED was off of what OPM had. And he said, it's been three years and I'm still trying to fix it. Wow. Three years. <laughs> so yes, heck yes, we need to figure this out ASAP. Don't let the, everyone needs to understand this. Everyone needs to figure this out. So, and, and needs to do it now. This isn't yeah. something that should be put off. And this isn't just military, or this isn't just federal service, too. This happens with militaries right. as well. Um, and in fact, my uncle's dealing with this right now where, mm. you know, he might be looking at putting a letter into Congress because he's had military service, several um, different pieces of active duty, and there are a couple pieces that are missing, and he wants to make a deposit for his military service to count towards his federal service, and he can't until he has all the right information. Wow. Wow. Right, and so these these you might have to step step back and take a look at okay, what kind of service is this, and how do we get it fixed? But it's taken him a couple of years now to, and he's still looking at how you know why do I not have a DD two fourteen on this, and how can I get this fixed and resolved so I can make that military deposit and and get the most pension he can in retirement. Yeah. You know, to your point of keeping SF50s and all paperwork and everything. By the way, that's a huge thing. Every federal employee should keep copies of absolutely everything that they have. Uh, but the the lady that I mentioned earlier that went to Turkey, so HR didn't have yeah. heard that. She went to OPM. OPM didn't even have that. And they said, oh, yeah, prove it. So she had to go back and oh, prove no. it herself from pay stubs from that time. <laughs> it was a mess. An absolute mess. So, yeah. So not only SF50s, but your pay stubs as, as well. If I did not make that clear, um, yeah. every single piece of documentation 
that you get from the federal government, make sure you hold on to it because who knows if you're going to need it in 20 years. That's Think about that, that you might need in 20 years. That means you've got to keep it all, usually in paper form, <laughs> for, for 20 well, years. If you don't have it in paper form, make sure you're well organized in your electronic yep. documentation. Yep, yep. And you have a backup, <laughs> by the way. Make sure you have a backup. I'm dealing with backups. I lost, well, I lost a lot of things. We'll see. <laughs> Anyways, okay. get get a backup. Just just do backups. <laughs> I even have backups and I lost some stuff. So got to be careful with that. Okay, that's question number two. We have under four minutes and I don't think it's going to take this long, but here's a question. Okay. Here's, oh, this just kind of bothers me. Someone said, if you are a federal employee, we could not collect Social Security during retirement. Is that true? What? Okay. I don't know who sent in this question, but I'm <sighs> almost curious if this is a CSRS talking to refers. That's exactly what I'm thinking. That's exactly because what I thought. Yeah. This is crazy information. If you are a FERS employee, and if you, even if you're a CSRS offset employee, okay? Right. You have contributed to the Social Security system for more than 40 quarters. You will be able to collect Social Security during during retirement, assuming you are over 62. Yeah, Social Security is not a federal employee benefit. It's an American employee benefit. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, federal employee has nothing to do with this at this point. It is if you yeah. have paid into the program for the 40 quarters, then you're going to get it done. Well, assuming that it's around when we need it. Long enough to <laughs> right. receive it. Yeah, right. that, that's another um, thing. <laughs> taxes have to increase to make that happen, but <laughs> whether or not you're a federal employee does not determine on uh, if you get Social Security or not. It's which federal program that you're in and if you've paid into the program right. of Social Security. Um, that's really what it boils down to. Now, there are other things like if your spouse is a federal employee um, and they were CSRS, then, or, and they're trying to get, and you're the federal employee, excuse me, let me back that up. If you're the federal employee and your spouse was, um, didn't contribute to Social Security, then that might be a different issue. Right, but right. we covered that in the, in the spousal benefit a couple of, um, a couple of episodes back. And so, Either way, if you are a federal employee and uh, you are a CSRF's offset, FERS, FERS transfer, FERS Ray, FERS Frey, it does not matter. You will be eligible to collect Social Security, assuming it's still around. Okay, done deal. I love that. So we have about a minute left. If you want to get, as you can tell, this stuff gets really complicated really, really quickly. And it's amazing. When I do the workshop and I go through the pension, people will make a comment you know, on, on the webinar or just up straight up front if it's a classroom. They go, we're not even through the pension and this is complicated. So if you want a report, a comprehensive report that goes way beyond what HR gives you, then just go to FedNobabble. Whoops, there we go. FedNobabble.com and... Put in your information, and you're going to get a report back on your. And we and we do this. We do this free, no cost, no obligation, no sales pitch or anything like that. We do this for any federal employee. And also, if you want to ask us any questions or have us answer any of your questions, 
Put that in there as well, and we just may send you a Fend of Babel t-shirt or face mask also. Hey, and also please like and share, uh, comment below, um, you know, follow us on Facebook and uh, just help us, you know, demystify all of these uh, questions for you and help you get some solid answers and for your coworkers as well and anybody yep. else who might be a federal employee. <laughs> Great. All right. Take care, everyone. See you next time.